0: Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. Continuing on the Morning Blitz here on this Wednesday morning. I want to say once again it is a hot Wednesday. Set 15 degrees outside to begin your day. Not these single digits that we've been experiencing here for the last couple of days that's for sure i know it was white hot inside the uh bramlage coliseum last night and that's where our good friend ryan gilbert who joins the program uh joins us now on the phone good morning ryan how's it going morning ross i'm staying warm how you doing i'm doing fine i'm doing fine buddy i'm telling you i'm, I'm sure did you sleep at all last night after that game <laughs> it was hard to calm down and yeah, settle into bed. But I did get
1: some sleep, but it's always tough when you're so energized after after a game like that.
0: Yeah, I can understand. You're riding the high, the, the level of emotion, and boy golly, what a game. What an absolute game that was last night. I guess I want to start out with this first question. I know I have my thoughts on it, but when you watched that game last night and you look back at it, what was stuff that stood out to you that maybe you hadn't seen in previous games with Kansas State? Was there anything that stood out?
1: Well, the Kansas State got some help from its bench, finally. Um, the bench numbers for the first three conference games were very bad. I think it was like less than 20 points um, that K-State had had from its entire bench through those first three games in the league. And so Kansas State finally got some production there. R.J. Jones had a huge three-pointer in overtime to, to even give Kansas State a chance in this game. Darrell Colbert was, was huge in the first half. Um, Had some great energy, a a pair of powerful dunks that really energized that crowd. And then Dorian Finister, his stock just continues to rise. He was the recipient of an alley-oop that really let Bramwich Coliseum go bonkers in the second half. And, um, you know, Kansas State doesn't get that win without, honestly, any, you know, if either of those three players don't step up and make those big plays, I don't believe Kansas State gets that win. And so, you know, Ross, we can talk about this how important, you know, Arthur Kaluma and Tyler Perry, Cam Carter, how much these guys mean to this team. And rightfully so they're great players, but you know, those three, you know, quote unquote stars can only do so much for the Wildcats. They're going to need some help. They're going to need some X factors to emerge. And last night K state didn't get just one. They got three X factors off the bench. So uh, there's a lot of things that went into the game, obviously, but in my opinion, that's probably the biggest that Kansas state had some difference makers Um, come off the bench and help out those starters.
0: No, I was actually hoping you would say that because that's what I thought too. I thought Colbert Jones and Finister were huge last night in the win. And like you probably said, they probably don't get the win without the, the, the efforts put forth by those guys. Tyler Perry last night gets 18 points, but did it on three of 14 shooting. I know he went 11 to 12 from the foul line. You know, what's it like following this guy so far this season? Because he has moments of just absolute amazement and other moments of like, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean,
1: it reminds you of Marquise Noel, and that's not a knock on Noel, but the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, uh, it, you know, he's he's a confident player, so he's going to take his shots, and those shots aren't always gonna, going to go in. Um, it's, it's interesting you asked me this, because uh, Perry was asked last night after the win about His shooting struggles, his inconsistencies this season, you know, he gave his answer. It was whatever. Um, And then Arthur Kaluma, who was on the podium as well, just stepped in and he had his own answer. He wasn't even asked on his own, just answered and said, you know, Perry's our guy. We trust in him. We see the work that he's put in and all this and that. And so uh, obviously in practice, when you're making those shots, you know, from everybody that I've talked to, you know, Perry can hit, you know, a ton of shots in practice. The challenge is just getting that to, to happen in the games. And so is that, a you know, a confidence thing? Is that just a, you know, who knows what that is? But um, I think the, the decisions from Perry is probably where he might need to improve just a little bit. You know, he had that one where he pulled up in transition. I think that was his only three-point make of the night, if I'm not mistaken. That one went in. And then after that, he shoots a couple, two, three from beyond the arc that he probably forced up and were maybe heat checks. And so uh, he's obviously a, a, a natural scorer, right? So he can put the ball through the net. He's he's still just trying to learn how to play as a point guard. And I, I still believe that, you know, him trying to facilitate for his teammates has hindered his three-point shooting just a little bit. He's not playing as a natural scorer. He's trying to facilitate. And in my opinion, he's still learning how to do that.
0: Ryan Gilbert is our guest from GoPowerCat.com here on the Morning Blitz. What has Arthur Kaluma meant to this program this season?
1: I mean, Kaluma is by far and away Kansas State's best three-point shooter. I mean, he's up near 40%, and so right there alone, that's been key. And you look at last night, he had that game winner from beyond the arc in overtime. Kaluma has been obviously a nice sharpshooter, but I mean, more importantly, he's just been so consistent. I mean, he had a little bit of a slow start to the season. Jerome Tang went on record and said he needed to buy in more. Um, I, I think a lot of us were still – we still are left in the dark as to what that truly meant, but at the end of the day, that message resonated with Kaluma. and he's gotten so much better. His fourth double-double last night against Baylor, and so he's been huge. And, you know, we can talk, like, like I mentioned, about those bench players and the, the impacts that they had on this game, but, I mean, game in and game out, Kaluma's just been a star. Um, he's been everything that you want for from the transfer portal. he's not only um, on the court, you know, a high-impact player, but off the court, everything we've heard is that he's just a tremendous player, um, you know, always trying to help out his teammates, always positive. So, I mean, you can say the same thing about a lot of these guys, but Columas, he's been, he's been tremendous.
0: Ryan, how surprised were you that they got the win last night against the ninth-ranked Bears?
1: You know what? Kansas State was uh, – favored by a point and a half, I believe, leading in the tip-off. And that that surprised me. Um, Baylor was, you know, top 10 in the country in numerous categories, three-point percentage, overall field goal percentage, point differential, points per game. And so I didn't think K-State stood much of a chance in this game, to be quite honest with you. And obviously I'm wrong. What do I know? (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think that that home court advantage did give Kansas State a difference. Jerome Tang, he usually goes on record and says that that's that's 10 points um, that his team gets for playing at home last night. He said it was 15 points of, of a home of a home court advantage that K-State got. Now, that might be a little rich, but I mean, K-State does not win that game if it's not for the the home court you know environment. Right. And so I was surprised to see K-State win. But I mean, Ross, once that game went into overtime, <laughs> K-State's now 10 and 0. In overtime games under Jerome Tang, and so uh, we shouldn't be surprised once the forty minutes, you know, went by and we didn't have a winner. It was pretty clear that K State was going to come out on top based off of, you know, recent history with with Tang in overtime. But um, you know, it's it's weird that this game was technically not an upset because K State was was the favorite leading into tip off. But um, Kansas State, I would say, I was most impressed with this team's ability to not let Saturday's loss to Texas Tech turn into another one on Tuesday. They forgot about that one. Uh, they moved on from it. They locked in against Baylor. And, you know, I think in the back of my mind, that's probably why I was pessimistic on this team was the way they played against Texas Tech, the way that that one ended, K-State let that one slip away. And so for them to come out and, and rebound and just lock in against Baylor, um, that was that was what was most encouraging.
0: Ryan Gilbert, our guest from GoPowerCat.com. We haven't talked to you in a couple weeks, Ryan. I was curious your thoughts on Kansas State as a whole, where they sit at this point in time of the season, 14-3 and three overall, 3-1 three in conference play. Is it about where you thought they'd be? Are they a more of a surprise? What are your thoughts?
1: You know what, Ross? I think they've been a surprise, um, especially when you add in the fact that they're without Naquan Tomlin and Quez Glover. I mean, those are two probably... Two of the top five players coming into the year for the Wildcats, and so uh, I, they've been a surprise. And so, before conference play, they were right on you know pace to where we all thought they would be. But now that they're three and one, and they very well could have been four and zero oh, if they don't let that one slip away against Texas Tech, um, they've, out, they've they've uh, exceeded expectations in my book. Not you know by a crazy um, mark or anything like that, but they've played better than I thought they would. And this team is just so bought in. Um, you know, there is no, you know, every player is doing what they can to help out the team win. It's not about what can I do for me and my, you know, minutes per game or my NBA draft stock or whatever they're interested in. I mean, that these players don't care about that. All they care about is the team. RJ Jones and Jarrell Colbert, those are two guys um, who we mentioned had a huge impact on the game last night. Uh, they were they have recently been on the scout team in practice, and they volunteered to do that. I mean, you just don't see that often from guys. Um, obviously, Kansas State, you know, Jerome Tang talked about this like last season. You know, they had two walk-ons. Uh, right now, they only have one. They had more GAs that were able to, you know, do stuff like that in practice. Right now, they maybe don't have that much. They don't have that many bodies in practice, so I guess they do. You know, they need guys on scout team in practice, but the fact that you know, players are stepping up and volunteering to do that. Um, This team is just such a collective group. And so that's probably where, and it's, it's, it's very evident, you know, Tang has talked about it. And so that's, you know, that's what's exceeded my expectations. You know, Kansas state's not the most talented roster in the world, especially without two of those superstars. And so for them to be three and one right now in the big 12, uh, they, their uh, togetherness has shown.
0: No doubt about it. Ryan Gilbert is our guest. Uh, I have a couple more quick ones for you. You talked about 10-0 in overtime. What does it say about drone Tang being 3-0 against his former boss? <laughs>
1: right. He wants to win. He wants I to beat guess. him. <laughs> I guess. Um, it's, uh, and they're not going to play again this year, so that record will stand for another year. But uh, I wish I had a good answer for you, Ross. And I think Jerome Tang would echo the same words that I'm about to say, is that, you know what? Um, it's just a three-game sample size. I wouldn't look too much into it. Obviously, these you know both of these guys know each other like the back of their hand. I'm not sure if one team or one coach has an advantage over the other. Um, you know, Tangs had some good teams. Baylor's had some good teams, and, and k states just been able to come out on top in these games.
0: One more for you. I know that you always you've ever since we've started visiting with you back in the day, you've always kind of followed the conference as a whole. Boy, yes. this year, the Big 12 Conference, as it is every year, is an absolute bear. But you look at it, you've got all but two teams with at least five games above 500 in the Big 12 Conference. And it just feels like, Ryan, that every single night you turn on the TV in the Big 12 or you go to a game in the Big 12 Conference, you have a, a, a almost a 50% chance or better that you're going to see possibly an upset. It just feels like every single night, every single team could win no matter where it is. In
1: our eyes, you know, there are upsets. You know, Vegas sets the lines. You know, there's upsets there. But, you know, like I mentioned last night, K-State was favored. Um, so, and I asked this to Jerome Tang is where I'm going with this. I asked him this last week about, you know, the Big 12 just being as good as, it, as it's ever been when you look at, you know, some of these, up you know, bottom teams upsetting the, the, the top half teams. And, you know, Tang admitted that while – you have your pre, you know, you, you, you think, you know, who's going to win, but at the end of the day, there are no upsets in the big 12, just because it's that deep, um, you know, playing on the road uh, is so tough, you know, so if you lose a road game, there's, there's zero shame in that. Right. And so that's, you know, you know, protecting your home court is so important in the big 12, but I mean, there's really, you know, Tang put it best that, you know, there's really no upsets in this league and you look at, just from top to bottom, man, like it is as good as it's ever been, especially with these newcomers still coming in. I know we, Ross, we could say this every year for the last 10 years, but the big 12 truly is as good as it's ever been.
0: Nope. You're absolutely right. Ryan Gilbert, go Follow him, follow him there. Follow him on Twitter as well. Great stuff from him, Ryan. Thanks buddy for the time. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Appreciate it, Ross. Thank you. Once again, great stuff there from Ryan Gilbert of GoPowerCats.com. He has a lot of good information. Okay, let's get to a quick break. we come back, we will uh, get into an interesting headline from yesterday, especially if you're a Nebraska football fan. We'll touch on that next. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.